But all right, guys, as I've said, my name's Steven Sloan. It's my first time up here, so this is very exciting, to say the least. But we do have a lot to get through, so I'll pray and we'll get right into it. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this day for a body of believers to meet together and just read and pray over your word. And Lord, just allow us to take this word that we hear tonight and just put it into our hearts. Allow me to step aside and allow the truth to be said. In this I pray to you, Lord. Amen. Amen. So as we're continuing our Ephesians like study, the verses I got was Ephesians 5, 15 to 21, if you'd like to open your Bible up to that. Seeing then that ye walk, succumbs, <clears throat> sorry, succumbs, if I can speak, this would work. Succumbs, <laughs> not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding that the will of the Lord is. Be not drunk with wine, whereof is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. So the first point we're just going to get right into it is refrain from foolishness. That's the first beginning of the whole, like, um, 15, 17, 18 are all about that. Be not as fools, be as wise, be not as unwise, but be understanding of the will of the Lord. So a lot of times I think we kind of get our modern um, definitions confused with what the Bible would say to us. So as modern, I think of a fool as someone who cracks jokes, who just is, he's just the funny guy in the corner. That's not what the Bible says. So if you would look at Psalms 14.1, it says, a fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, they have done abominable works, and none have done good. Then if you go to Proverbs 14.9.3, fools make a mock of sin and make righteous is their favor. So the fools are not just the ones who are sitting in the corner making jokes, they're the ones who are saying, I don't Deal with God. I like my sin. This is what I do. They're bragging about their sin. They're at the love for money or whether it's women or prizes or whatever. So that's what God really says. Don't be that. And it's not just making jokes. It's just don't follow that sin. Don't make that your pride. Be, be humble and submit yourself to the Lord. So then that would go into our second point, redeeming the time. And I think I accidentally skipped that verse, redeeming the time because the days are evil. By mistake. But this is a massive thing because redeeming the time does not just mean, oh, I bought it or I took it from something. It is transactional. But the greatest example we have of redeeming is Christ. In Galatians 3.13 to 14, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of spirit through faith. So we're told to redeem, just like Christ redeemed us. So shouldn't we not have the same importance at redeeming? And the days are evil. Well, what does evil mean? Does it mean like the days are actively working against God? Well, kind of. Because if you look at Ecclesiastes 4.10, it says, For thou are not a God of wicked pleasure, or pleasure and wickedness, neither shall evil dwell within thee. That means the days at start, you wake up, the day is not for the Lord. So we have to redeem it, just as Christ has to redeem us to bring glory to the Lord. So every day we struggle with that. There's so many times where I wake up in the day and not feel like reading, not, oh, I'm running late for work, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Well, if you're not actively going for the Lord, you're letting the day fall to evilness. 
So now we're going to our third point. So you're like, okay, we have, no, don't be a fool. And then we now have, we have to redeem our time. But how? How, how do we do this? And that's the third point is remaining submitted to the Lord. So you've done this. You, you're like, no, I'm not a fool anymore. I'm going to get saved. I'm giving my life to the Lord. I'm not the fool. Now what? So there are two major points we can look at at how you should redeem your time. First one's external. And that's mainly in the chapter, well, the verse we read. Because 19, 20, and 21, it always uses the noun yourselves. It's never like, go off by yourself, sit in your corner, and you pray, you read, you sing your songs and hymns. It says yourselves. Submit one another to under in the fear of the Lord. So it is meaning as an external, you should be raising each other up. You should be relying on each other to help you stay in the word, help you following the Lord, help you... And that's also echoed throughout, I said the wrong verse, oh well, but I said, um, that should be echoed throughout everything, and that's Ecclesiastes 4.10, it's, for if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow, but woe to him that is alone when he is fallen, for he hath not another to help him up. So if you are sitting there going, I don't need, like, I go to church, I don't talk to anyone, I sit in the corner, I do my own thing, I read, I pray, what happens when you don't have a day like that? Who's going to help you out of that? Who's going to, if you hit a bad streak, you lose someone close to you, you have, you fall. We all do. We're not perfect. That's why we needed Jesus to die for us. So we should all have that person to rely on. Is it one or is it a few? The well's a great place. There's people around you. If you feel like you're separated and isolated, talk to any of them. We have nerds. We have jocks. We have them all. So anyone can be here. <laughs> But then the other thing that we're also told to do externally is from Acts 1.18. We all know this. Great commission. Then it goes into Acts 1.18 with, But you receive the power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witness, witness unto me, both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. So our second part, a call that is keeping us redeeming the time, is to go out. Let's talk. Be external. Like if you read and pray and you do that, that's great. But if you don't ever talk to anyone, what are you doing? Like, are you actually helping bring glory to the Lord, or are you just doing it for yourself? And not to, not to put down, you should do things eternally, but you also have to go out. And that's the next point, is eternal. Well, what, so if you spend all your time, you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk to everyone, but you never pray, you never read, you're also going to run into trouble itself. Because we have to remain with the Lord. And we all know 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman needeth not to be ashamed of rightly dividing the word of truth. It is just as important to stay in the word of God as it is to speak the word of God. Because you don't study it, you're going to start losing your way. And as I already said, we don't have the power to go to heaven. We don't have power of anything, really. So we have to rely on the Lord for everything. Then... The thing is, though, so you're studying, the next big thing is prayer. And that's Ephesians 4, 6, 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Jesus Christ. And that's, that's it. We've seen that with the fool. We've seen what his mind was, was, I don't need God. I love my sin. And this is telling you, if you read the Lord, and you just pray and you read to him, you have the mind of Jesus Christ. 
And it will become natural to do the external, as long as you're also maintaining that internal also. And uh, last major thing we also have to be thinking of, it's, we have to do this. We can't just, oh, uh, it's one day, or I just get into a habit. We have to be diligent for it, because we're told, so one of the Psalms when I went to Malawi that we really studied that was about this, about redeeming your time internally and externally, is the one with the field, right after, in John 4, 35 is one of the verses to it. Say not ye that there are four months to come harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And the rest, we know the rest, like pray for the laborers coming to the field for the work is many. But what's the first thing Christ tells us? He doesn't tell us to grab the um, hoe and grab everything and just go out, run. He tells us to look at our eyes, be diligent looking at the field you're looking at. So, and are you doing that? You could be doing the internal, but are you looking for that field, or are you not? And are you praying, oh, Lord, I want that opening, but do you kind of not want that opening? That's awkward to talk about the Lord. Or, Lord, if I had more time, I would read. Well, are you being diligent to look at that? Or are you kind of putting your head down in the sand and saying that, as a good Laodicean does, of like, oh, yeah, that's over there. That's another day's work for me. That's not today's work. And a good thing to think of is when you're looking at the field, the field wasn't like everyone's. So like a good example is some of you, like me, I'm still training. I'm still working. So the Lord has given the field around me. And if you're looking, it could be your field's not here anymore. God's like, all right, yeah, move. We can see that with the heart lease. They went to West Lafayette. They're not here. God said, your field's West Lafayette now. We looked at Matt Brock or Masu. They went, their field's in Columbus, not here. So being open to the Lord and actively looking, even while you're working, is just as important. Because he can move you. You're, we like to think of ourselves as, oh, we're the thing that moves. We're the big powerhouse that lets this work, and we get this, and we, we're the reason why this happens. No. God needs men. Never studied your name. <laughs> so keeping your eyes open on that field is just as important. It could lead you to places like Vinny. Vinny and Megan, they're in Albania. Their field's no longer in New Philly. Their field's no longer at our prisons. It's in Albania. So we always have to keep that in mind. Always be striving for that. Never allowing yourself to become content, mindful, and you stop praying and stop looking. Because that's what we're called to do. So, and that's all I can say. That's, that is the heart and love of this book and the passage. Keep your eyes looking. Keep moving forward and redeem that time. We have to redeem it every day. But another great thing is that God's blessings we knew every day. So we have to move forward with that. But I'm going to pray. Then we're going to break into small groups. I think somebody's going to help come up here and do that. I hope. (laughs) (laughs) But all right. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you again. Thank you for this this short little sermon that may just touch everyone's heart. Allow us to pray that prayer faithfully. Allow us to always be considering what you have next for us, but not to be absent-minded of what we're doing now, but to always be moving forward with you in our growth. And Heavenly Father, again, I just thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for giving me this platform to speak your word. I'm just so grateful. And this I pray. Amen.